turn your Bible to the book of Philemon, please. Thank you. Philemon. Philemon is one of the least understood books in the Bible and uh, not very often preached from, not very often mentioned. We've been talking about people who had overcome their past. We talked about Rahab the other day. She was a harlot, got saved, was now part of the genealogy of the Lord Jesus on a human level. Talked about Joshua. Joshua was born a slave in Egypt. All the children of Israel were slaves to Pharaoh. Moses led the children of Israel out of bondage. And Joshua and Caleb were two of the men who were strong in faith and served the Lord in an unusual way. Well, in the New Testament, we find a man named Onesimus. Onesimus was a slave of Philemon. And Onesimus was not a very good man. He stole from his master Philemon and fled to Rome. We can never tell what happens when God begins to work in an unusual way on a person's life. Onesimus, the year is about 64 AD, and in some way, Onesimus became involved with the Apostle Paul. Anybody that became involved with the Apostle Paul had a life change. You either hated him or you loved him. You never could tell what Paul was going to say to a person. Interestingly enough, Paul was also a close friend of Philemon. Years before this, he had been an associate, he had been associated with Philemon and had won Philemon to the Lord many, many years before this. Now Onesimus didn't know anything about this. He just knew he had wronged his master, had fled away, was now in Rome, and somehow he became acquainted with the Apostle Paul. And Paul won him to the Lord. Onesimus was dynamically changed. <laughs> Paul determined that Onesimus must go back home to Philemon. That wasn't easy. But Onesimus' heart was so changed that whatever the apostle Paul said to Philemon and said to Onesimus, Onesimus was willing to go. And so Paul writes Philemon a letter. And in the letter, verse 17, he says, if thou count me therefore as a partner, receive Onesimus as myself. If he hath wronged thee, and of course he knew he had, or oweth thee aught, put that on mine account. <laughs> it's a very interesting statement. Onesimus owed Philemon a whole lot. 
But the interesting thing is Philemon owed Paul a whole lot. Philemon had his life changed by the ministry of the Lord Jesus. When somebody meets Jesus, no matter what his past, he gets changed. Philemon had gotten changed, and now Paul has met Onesimus, the runaway slave, and has said to Onesimus, because of what God has done in your life, you need to go back home and face Philemon. Onesimus was willing to do that. And so by way of introduction, Paul is writing Philemon this letter. I want to read a little bit of it. Paul, a prisoner of Jesus Christ, and Timothy, our brother, unto Philemon, our dearly beloved and fellow laborer, and to our beloved Appia and Archippus, our fellow soldier, and to the church in thy house, grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. I thank my God making mention of you always in my prayers. He's writing this to Philemon. He says, Philemon, I'm thankful for you. God changed your life and I'm grateful for you. Hearing of thy love and faith which thou hast toward the Lord Jesus and toward all saints, that the communication of thy faith may become effectual by the acknowledging of every good thing which is in you in Christ Jesus. For we have great joy and consolation in thy love because the bowels of the saints are refreshed by thee, my brother. As reminding Philemon of where he stands with the Lord. He's bragging on him. Another good verse eight. Wherefore, though I might be much bold in Christ to enjoin thee that which is convenient, yet for love's sake, I rather beseech thee, being such a one as Paul the aged, and now also a prisoner of Jesus Christ, I beseech thee for my son Onesimus, whom I have begotten in my bonds. He has said all this in the letter, never mentioned Onesimus yet, and now he comes in verse 10 to mention Onesimus. And he says to Philemon, Philemon, I love you. I'm thankful for what happened in your life. I'm thankful you've turned over a new leaf, that God has changed you. And now I want to bring to your attention a young man that you know well, and I've met him, and God has changed him. And I'm sending Onesimus back with this letter, and I want you to receive him not as a slave, but as a brother. What a change that is. In the early years of our, Christ, of our America, we had slaves. George Washington had slaves. Jefferson Davis had slaves. Benjamin Franklin had slaves. We often forget about that because we know so much other about them. What we don't know and haven't really understood a whole lot is that those men sought to free their slaves. George Washington wrote a will at his death all of his slaves were freed. He was a kind man to his slaves. Many of the early leaders of America had slaves but they were kind to them. 
Now we had some men that were very ugly to slaves. We all know that. I think of the great man in England, John Newton. John Newton had a mother that loved the Lord. She taught him all about Jesus, taught him some songs and taught him John 3.16. She died when John was seven years old. And John had to go live with his dad. His dad was a slave trader out on the Atlantic, going into Africa and stealing people and sometimes buying them and then selling them all over the world. And John Newton grew up doing that from the time he was seven until he was about 25 or 30. But out on the ocean one day, there was a great storm. They thought the ship was going down. They all thought they were gonna die. And John Newton knelt before the Lord and said, Lord, my mother taught me that Jesus was real. She taught me John 3:16. If that's true, I want to ask Jesus to forgive my sins and come into my heart. And God changed John Newton on board that ship. He changed his attitude toward the slaves. He got out of the slave ministry, went back to England, became one of the great preachers, and years and years later, he wrote that beautiful hymn, Amazing Grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, now I'm found. I was blind, but now I see. God changed John Newton. God changed the apostle Paul. Before he was saved, he tried to kill Christians. God changed him. God changed Philemon. And now God has changed Onesimus. And Paul is writing to Philemon and saying, Philemon, I'm gonna send Onesimus back. He's gotten saved. I met him here in Rome. He's been a friend of mine. He's like my brother. And I'm gonna send him back to you, not as a slave, but as a brother. And I urge you to receive him. If he's done anything wrong, charge that to my account. And when I come back, I'll pay it. We don't know the end of Onesimus. We know the power of Paul's pen. In all probability, and tradition supports this, when Onesimus went back, Philemon received him as a brother. No longer was he a slave. He was God's soldier, a friend of the apostle Paul. Now, very briefly, I'd like to close this by mentioning some outstanding things. Notice that Paul prayed said, I thank my God for you, Philemon. Yet he said, I could send Onesimus back as a slave, but I'm asking you to receive him as a brother. And then he says, if you count me therefore a partner, receive him as myself. In other words, if I mean anything to you, receive him as you receive me. If he has wronged thee or owed you anything, charge it to my account, I'll take care of it when I come. And look at verse 22. But will prepare me also a lodging, for I trust that through your prayers I shall be given unto you. Paul's still a prisoner. By faith, he says, pray for me that I can be delivered. I have more work to do. And so 
he says to Philemon, I'm coming home. And when I come, I want you to know that I've sent Onesimus to you. He could stay here and be a friend to me and a help to me, but he really belongs to you. I'm sending him back, and I ask you not to receive him as a slave, but as a brother. Now, this teaches us so much how we're to treat other people. We're to treat them as friends in the Lord. Don't hold somebody's past against them. If God could forgive Rahab, who are we not to forgive her? If God could make Joshua, who was a slave, the great leader of the Israelites, going into Canaan and conquering the land, who are we not to forgive our brother? If God could change the life of Onesimus and Philemon, God can change others. I want to ask us to set our mind and our thought and our, our, our spiritual sail on somebody out there that needs Jesus. Let's try to bring them to Christ. Our church has been at it for a long time. Almost everyone that has come through this church has had a past. God has changed them. Bill Rick is not, his mother's not here tonight. Most of us know about Bill. He's been pastor of the Prince Avenue Baptist Church in Athens, Georgia for 30 years. We first met Bill, he was a cigarette smoker. He's way away from God. His main chief ambition was sports. God used Dwight Treadway to invite him to church. When he came, his dad and mother came. It's a wonderful blessing when a young man has a mother and daddy that will come with him to the house of God. God changed the whole family, but became one of our deacons. Mrs. Ricketts is still a member of our church, faithful every Sunday morning. God can change people. I think of Jewel Pruitt. Jewel grew up on Main Street. His dad had died. His mother ran a store down on Main Street. We met Jewel, we had a meeting down at Emmanuel Baptist Church, and Jewel attended there. He was not a Christian. He started coming to teen time. And one Sunday night after teen time, down on the main street, down when we took the teen time to the WBGN radio station, Jewel came down from the teen time broadcast and said, I would like to be a Christian. Can you show me how? And Jewel gave his heart to Jesus and God changed him. He's been a dynamic preacher of the word all these years. I want to tell you, God is in the changing business. He changes men and women and boys and girls. He can change somebody whose life you can touch. But remember, everybody who gets changed has been touched by somebody. You think of that. Everybody that God changes has been touched by somebody. Charlie Barkman invited Teddy Phillips to come to church. Teddy came, sat right over here next, next to Charlie. The next week I went by to see him. Teddy tells a story. He was scared to death when I came to the house. He wasn't used to talking to a preacher. Teddy gave his heart to Christ that night. God changed him. Teddy had a friend named Steve. And he invited Steve to come to church. 
and Steve got changed. And Steve had a friend named Eric. He invited Eric. And Eric got changed. And Eric is over preaching in Evansville tonight, holding forth the word of God. I'm saying to you, God can change people, but he uses people to change them. He used Paul to touch Philemon. He used Paul to touch Onesimus. He'll use you to change somebody and bring them to Christ. Let's do it for Jesus' sake. God grant that we will go out in these next days and find somebody that needs Christ and bring them to Jesus. God can do a great wonder through you, just as he did through Paul and through many others. Let's bow together in prayer. Our Father, we thank you for what you did through Paul for Philemon and for Onesimus, what you've done hundreds and hundreds of times through our church in bringing others to Christ. Dear God, put a burden on our hearts tonight to go out after the unsaved and bring them to Christ. God grant that. To thy glory and honor we ask it. Amen. Let's stand, please.